Our gospel lesson for today, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30, and 36 through 43. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the kingdom... Or the good... We'll try that again. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I've heard it said over the years that every pastor's got one sermon, they just tweak it every week. It's really true this week. If you happen to be here last week, or if you caught the video, heard the sermon from last week, or heard the scripture lesson from last week, and then the message that went along with it, maybe today sounds really kind of familiar, and if it does, okay. That's the way it's going to be. Because Jesus has a theme today, a theme that matches up with what he was talking about last week. So we're in a period in this this chapter where we're at, where part of Jesus' ministry, as he's teaching, he's using parables. And a parable is very simply a, a, a story or a metaphor or an analogy that Jesus uses to reveal something of a truth, something usually about the kingdom of heaven. He says, the kingdom of heaven is kind of like this. And then he describes something that the people will be familiar with. Well, last week we heard a parable that had to do with farming. And I got really excited about it because, hey, I grew up on a farm. I knew a lot about it. It was fun. And we heard about the parable of the farmer who sows or the sower who sows seed on four different types of soil. And and that's kind of what we talked about. Well, as Jesus goes on and he continues his teaching... Now he gives another parable, and yet again, farming. Hey, we got a theme going. Think I'm going to get really excited about it again this week? I guess we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. I I think so. And there's another thing that kind of matched up. Actually, there's two more things. One, last week was the first example of Jesus actually giving a parable and then describing it. And then this time is the second one. Only two times in Matthew's gospel it happens, and the lectionary is nice enough to put them back-to-back week for us. One other thing that also matches up. Last week, Jesus said, let anyone with ears hear. And what did I talk about? Corn. 
<laughs> he said it again today, didn't he? Let anyone with ears hear. So I'm going to talk about corn again. But I swear, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. Last week we talked about corn being the, the, the crop, the desirable thing. That's it's what we wanted to focus in on is what the farmer wanted to plant and grow. I'm going to turn that on its ear this time. We're going to talk about corn being the undesirable thing because this does happen. Now, if you're not super familiar with farming, I'm guessing most of you probably are, but if you're not super familiar with farming, in this part of the country, in this part of the world really, we have two main cash crops. We have corn and we have soybeans. Now, it's a very good farming practice in an individual field to switch between those two from year to year. And there's a reason for it. There is a scientific reason for it. It's because corn takes a lot of nutrients out of the soil, including nitrogen. Take nitrogen out. But soybeans, what's I see you nodding. I'm getting science on you now, aren't I? Yeah. Soybeans do something called nitrogen fixation. So they take the nitrogen out of the atmosphere and they put it back into the soil. So it's a really good practice to go back and forth. Now, how many of you have seen corn and how many of you have seen soybeans? Do they look identical? No. Very, very different. And it's very, very easy to tell that at certain times in the year, usually like June when the crops are really getting up and going, how many of you have driven past a, a bean field and you look out and you see the weeds popping up? Yeah, I mean, you all have. I, I ask these questions rhetorically, but when you nod, it's nice. Yeah. So you drive by and you see them. Now, there's one type of weed that tends to pop up a lot in bean fields, and it's because of this back and forth nature, and that's corn. Corn, which is great, is also a weed. And it's really easy to see those corn plants pop up because it's way taller than, than the beans. Now, I remember when I was very small, there was something that I couldn't quite figure out. I knew from a very early age, again, I talked about this last week, corn grows from a single kernel. And I was used to seeing them in a row, plant after plant after plant. But how many times have you seen a bundle of corn kind of grow up as a weed? Not just a single plant, but a whole like slug of it. And I couldn't figure out why that was. So when I was probably about six, I was like, hey, Dad, um, why does that happen? I don't know why I just stepped down. That was kind of weird. And Dad explained to me, he's like, well, we had corn last year, right? I said, yeah. He says, and we, we gather the corn with the combine. Yeah, it's really cool. I like riding with you. That's fun, Dad. He says, have you ever noticed sometimes when you're gathering the corn, it bounce, an ear will bounce around, and then it falls out, and it doesn't go through the combine. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. He says, what do you think happens to that ear of corn? Bing. The light bulb went off. Oh, it grows. So the whole ear grows up. But here's the takeaway. In this situation, corn is a weed. That which is sometimes good can also be undesirable. Now, with that in mind, with that idea in mind, let's talk about this parable that Jesus tells. A sower goes out to sow his seed, and he sows good Good seed in, the, in his field. Now, he's talking about wheat. That's the common crop that would have been grown in the fields in Jesus' day. So he goes out and he sows it. And the seed is beginning to grow, but while everyone's asleep, an enemy comes and sows weeds in with the wheat. Now, in the original language, the weed is called a tear. And this is a very specific type of weed. And it's actually thought that it originated as a mutation of a wheat plant. So it's very, very similar, especially in the growing portion of the year when the plants are all growing up together. Now, here's the thing about wheat. Wheat, wheat, wheat and wheat, that's way too much. Wheat. Wheat's a grass, right? 
and it grows up, you plant it, and it grows up like your lawn. So it's all mixed up together. And underneath the ground, underneath the, in the soil, the roots get all tangled up from one plant to the next one. So if you try and go out and pluck one, you're not just going to get one, you're going to get a whole bunch of them. At the same time that that weed is growing, these other tares are growing too, right up with it, and it's every bit as tangled up as everything else. So if you tried to pull that weed, guess what? You're getting the good stuff too. That which is undesirable is growing up right along with that which is good and desirable. Now in the parable, I think it's kind of funny. When they discover that there's some of these weeds in, the, in with the wheat, the, the servants come in and they're like, dude, what kind of planting did you do? Did you not plant good seed? Should we go out and take care of this? And the master says, no. If you try and pluck that which is bad, you're going you're gonna to damage that which we want. Let them all grow up together. Now, here's the other thing about this specific type of weed. It's only when they actually put out the seed heads that you can really begin to tell the difference between the two. Uh, because they are so, the two types of plants are so similar. If you really don't know what you're looking for, you would mistake them. I was thinking about that idea, this idea of how hard it can be to tell things apart, to t that which is good and, and desirable from that which is bad and undesirable. And you know I'm a plant guy. I know way too much about plants, but only certain types of plants. I know way more about grass than I have any right to know about. And what's interesting, I can stand in my office and look out my window out across the parking lot at my backyard. And if the sun is shining on it just right, from a distance, I can tell the difference in, in species of grass just by the shade. And why? Because I know what I'm looking for. It's not just green, I swear. There's differences. But what my wife oftentimes gives me static about is that I may know a lot about that grass. I don't know that much about other types of plants. <laughs> I'm specialized in that. And this really became apparent to me actually this past Friday. Friday morning, the boys' baseball team was leaving to go to their state game. Bummer, they didn't win, but you know, they, they were on their way out of town. And so I was standing out on the lawn, just right out here, uh, waiting for them to go by so I could kind of cheer for them as they, as they drove by. And if you're not familiar, most of you probably are, but there's two trees that are out here on the north end of the property. And when I first got here 10 years ago, those two trees, which I'm told were planted at the exact same time, one of them was very small and squatty, and the other one had grown up and was quite a bit bigger. And there's a reason for that. It's because someone got a little too close with a weed eater, and they damaged the bottom of that one. And so it took a long time for it to really heal itself up and begin to grow. Now, in the 10 years that have gone by, it's actually done pretty good and it's doing decent out there. But as I was waiting for the baseball team to go by, I was looking at that, thinking about this whole situation. I was looking at the trunk, and I'm like, oh, that's looking a lot better. Now, I always thought that those two trees were the same species. They're not. They're different. And I didn't realize that. For 10 years, I've been looking at these trees, not paying close enough attention, and I couldn't tell the difference between the two. <laughs> I want to take that idea of do we know what we're looking for? Can we tell the difference between one thing to the next thing? And I want to explore this parable just a little bit more. Jesus is talking about the difference between that which is good and that which is not good. And we're hearing evil versus good, that which is desirable and that which is undesirable. Now, a lot of times when we begin to think about this parable, I think we probably try and apply it into the idea of judgment 
between good and evil people. And at face value, we could probably do that. But I really don't think that that's what Jesus is ultimately talking about. Because he talks about the field is the world. The field where all these different plants are growing. I'm going to get philosophical on you for just a second. There's, there's an idea that every single individual is the center of the universe. Every single person is the center of the world as they know it. It means I'm the center of the universe, <laughs> but so are you. Every single person is. And if every single person is the world, then that means that there is good and there is bad within every single person. And I believe that whatever it is that God was accomplishing through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, God was somehow making it possible that in the end, when our stories are told, God will somehow, some way, take that which is good and desirable in each one of us, and God will draw that to himself. And that which is not so great about each one of us, and let's face it, we all have that, we know we do, God will somehow cast that away. I believe that's the promise that is inherent and that is being told to us in this parable. That all of this grows up together, and it's not our place to judge that's good, that's bad. It's above our pay grade. God will ultimately do that. And the promise of the gospel says that that which is not so great about each one of us has been overcome through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we can rest assured in that promise that is for every single one.